This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. That's right. The MMA Takes Podcast coming at you. Sorry that it's a little later in the week than I usually put one out. Um, I've, I've been trying to be more consistent when I put one out. Usually record on Monday, put out Tuesday. Everyone praises me on Wednesday, but um, I have a little bit of family thing. I'm going to get serious right here. Should I'm going to edit in. I'm going to put in some serious music right here. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too specific about anything, but, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me to, now that I'm a new parent and seeing how someone's raise is, is so important. And, and obviously it's not the most important thing because there's people that who uh, who've had amazing, uh, amazing parents and amazing family. And they, and that person decided to do something awful, you know, and, or be, or, or just be rebellish or whatever happens. But as a, as a, as a father of an 11 month old, I look at her and I go, wow, I just need to become better at everything. Like this podcast I need to become better. I need to become better because I want her to be proud of me. There's never a moment in a day where I don't think I need my wife and I need my baby to be proud of me. And I had a little family situation hiccup earlier this week. Um, like I said, I'm not going to get too personal or anything like that, but it is what it is. Um, it's just crazy how, you know, like I said, uh, you, you, someone comes from somewhere and someone comes through otherwhere, uh, from somewhere else, and then that other person just happens to lead down a, a different road. And it's crazy. You know, I wanted to uh, thank my parents for everything they did for me and being supportive and being my number one fans. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I mean, I've messed up, but I've never done anything crazy where it's, you know, unfixable or anything like that. So, you know, hats off to my parents for let me be me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's all I'll say. I know I'm being very vague and people are like, you know, the, the friends of mine who are listening to this are, are going to know what I mean. And then after that, your boy had to have some oral, oral, hmm, Oral surgery, uh, unexpected. I had a bit of a sinus issue. I've, I've, I have sinus, and uh, I'm not going to bore you with my gruesome details, but I did have to have surgery early uh, Wednesday morning. Maybe not early Wednesday. Wednesday, I had uh, the oral surgery, and uh, it's never fun getting your gums cut and uh, the drills and the and the blood and then the the just everything it is what it is it's just it's just not a pleasant pleasant thing but um that's where we're at so apologize uh for not apologize for getting a little serious there I know I probably didn't make much sense I didn't want to out anybody or or say anything super personal even though my wife thinks you know she thinks my Instagram's a joke so <clears throat> we'll pivot off the serious topic. To another one is is when I launched MMA takes, I you know I obviously want to get on all the social media and, and whatnot. In the Instagram account, I was trying to create like memes and like funny photos and and stuff like that, and it's just not really my humor. I don't excel in it, um, and it shows. I mean, I, early I'm a little embarrassed by my early on photos of what I posted, but I'm never gonna take them down. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna live with it. And I expressed this to my wife, and she just said, you know, I think you should get more personal on your account. I mean, I don't think so. I think I need to do something with it, but maybe not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be posting selfies of myself or uh, of my kid or, you know, maybe a couple shots of my dog. But other than that, uh, I'm going to take her advice. I'm going to, I'm going to pivot off of 
the funny jokes and photos. Although the one thing, you know, and they weren't weren't funny. That that was the whole point. That's why I'm pivoting off of them. I, I think they were a little lame and they felt forced. I remember seeing a photo and going, oh, this would be really funny. And then I sat there for 20 minutes trying to think of something funny to say. Usually I'm pretty quick and uh, nothing came to me. So that's probably a good sign I shouldn't have been fucking doing it. But um, I the one I will stand by was uh, Trinaldo, uh, the Brazilian lightweight, does look exactly like the dad from Friday. I don't care what you say. I mean, it's, they're identical. They're twins. So um, <clears throat> so let, we'll, we'll pivot off that. To, uh, I don't even remember what I was just saying. But about the Instagram thing, about being a little more personal. So I'll do that. We'll, uh, another thing at the top of the show is I made a comment last week about um, on the podcast how there was no UFC. There was no MMA, you know, Bellas or UFC, whatever, and I don't really watch, you know, the, the smaller promotions. And a gentleman, I won't say his, uh, I won't give him the shine, because, I mean, he was polite but also rude, you know, those kind of guys. He DM'd me on um, Instagram, maybe Twitter. It had to have been Instagram, so I don't think I follow him on Twitter. And he, he, and, he, and he was just like, hey, I heard your bullshit show. There was tons of MMA this weekend if you... If you were a fan, you know that. And he listed, you know, like Invicta and and a couple other ones. The Risen was on Sunday, and 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 he may made some good points. But I mean, I, I mean, I'll follow the event. I mean, I don't know how to watch Risen. I'm not going to wake up at three in the morning anymore and watch it on Sunday because you know it's in Japan. Invicta, obviously, I could have caught that on Fight Pass, but that was on Friday night. You know, I had some stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, sir, for pointing that out, that I, uh, I'm i not a big enough fan. And I appreciate if you're listening to the show. So if you're listening to this, I did watch the recap of Invicta, and then I saw a fight from Risen. So um, you're welcome. And then the last little thing before we get into, like, the meat, the meat of the show, you're going to hear me complain about these MMA media guys. I mean, if you're, you've been with me, this is 18th episode I probably mentioned at least one episode how I don't like these 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 fucking dorks that cover this sport. Unfortunately, um, not all of them, but most of them. And I couldn't tell you how many people covered Conor McGregor's son's first birthday. His first birthday was I don't know how many days ago. Uh, Conor posted some things on Instagram and stuff like that, and there was multiple sites that wrote about it. I mean, are you kidding me? This kid. Uh, first off, that's not news, okay? Connor, if you follow him on Instagram, you throw him a like, that's the end of it. Like, for multiple MMA publications to write an article or to have a discussion about it, the only reason I'm talking about it is because these guys did. And it, it's absurd. I mean, this little his, his little son um, has nothing to do with you, had nothing to do with MMA. He just let him enjoy his first birthday. I know Connor put that on social media. He made that public. So obviously you can, you can say whatever you want about it, but at some point it's like, okay, really? I mean, you need to look in the mirror and be like, should I really be talking about this? I mean, is this really news? Is it that slow of a news day? I mean, just why don't you just contemplate on if, if GSP and Nate Diaz are going to fight? I mean, why don't you just hypothesize that instead of talking about a little boy's birthday party? That, that, that's just absurd. I, I, you know, I'm not a big tabloid guy. I'm not a big, you know, paparazzi guy or any of that shit. But it's like Connor is the biggest star in MMA, probably in all combat sports. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, where there's right there in boxing, I know he's kind of in and out, whatever. So I get the attention Connor gets. But I mean, come on. I mean, it's his son's birthday party. Do you really need to write, you know, 500 words to it? So that's just that's just an absolute absurdity joke. I'm sure you know that's just ugh. But a lot of people were commenting. I, just, I saw Barstool did it. A buddy of mine sent me the picture. 
and I noticed it too, but at the birthday party, um, this should be news. Now, the, the, his little boy, his little son deserves a birthday party without people writing about it. How And Connor, again, put it in public, whatever. But he took a photo with him, his, his son, and, and D, his uh, lady. And uh, he's got a hammer in his shorts. Now, I've always known that. I've seen pictures of him. I followed his career for his last fight um, in Cage Warriors before he, he fought over in uh, the UFC, before he fought Brimage UFC. I saw his fight and I and I was really high on this kid and there was tons of of, of old way in fo- uh, video of him in like pink little shorts and his hammer in his pants is coming through and like a lot of people are like man that's a big soft dick in those pants and they're right it is I mean it the guy is packing some serious heat some uh, bringing it and the, the thing what the thing is is uh, is is I've always heard, oh, he's got the Irish curse, you know, like, you know, small dick or whatever. Like, you know, people have said that. Goodwill Hunting, I believe, is, a, is there's a line in that movie. I've heard it in other places, too. So you got Colin Farrell, who's Irish, sex tape, nice hog on him. This is penis talk, by the way. This is a new segment called called Dick Talk. Then you got, I've never seen his, his dick, but if, if he's legendary to have a big dick is Liam Neeson, who is also Irish. So this Irish curse is the curse that you're gonna hurt women. Is that the curse that you're gonna you're gonna hurt them when you have sex with them? Because none of these guys, I mean, are these just the three in the country that have big old dicks? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty more, but yeah, Connor is uh he's okay downstairs. And that was it for Dick Talk. That's it. We'll get into some news here. Obviously, we'll gotta start the show with the biggest news. I mean, the biggest news probably happened in a long time in MMA is that uh, UFC has partnered with ESPN. I believe they are um, starting January 2019. They are going to put 15 events on ESPN Plus, which is apparently a, a pay service for them. But um, um, and it's 50 bucks for a year, 4.99 a month, and they're going to have 15 events. So I mean, that's you know. That's at least one a month, and then you know, obviously, you're gonna have a couple months with multiple events. My prediction is the first event they put on there. I'm assuming it's gonna be in January, February. I would probably push it, cl- uh, maybe do it before or after the Super Bowl because ESPN is not gonna really plug you that much. I mean, you could piggyback off the Super Bowl. I don't know if ESPN will do that, but however, uh, they need to do that in January, and they're gonna put a huge card on there. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get Connor. They're a title fight, whatever you got to do. Um, but, I, you know, m- my hot take, we'll jump into my hot take since we're talking about this. My hot take of the week is I think this is going to be huge for the UFC and for MMA. I think this is a great idea. A lot of these journalists, again, MMA media, are complaining about it because I, I see, wh- I-, I actually see where they're coming from because you got Fight Pass that you pay for, which I do, 10 bucks a month. Now you got ESPNU, and then you got the pay-per-views once a month, which are 60 bucks, maybe a little more if you get them in 4k. And then, uh, I mean, you got those two and it, it adds up, you know what I mean? So I don't understand why ESPNU is different from fight pass and why can't they air stuff in fight pass and yada, yada. That's not for me to figure out. I just think that all these people crapping on it because it's going to cost them more money, which is a fair point. However, I do think that this is, this is great for the UFC and for MMA. MMA, UFC in general, rarely, rarely gets covered on ESPN. You never see highlights unless it's Connor, unless it's Ronda, uh, you know, and the, and they don't fight anymore. I mean, Connor is going to fight eventually, and Ronda's in WWE. Um, so my hot take of the week is 
it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. You can shit on it all you want, and you can say this and that. I mean, five bucks a month, whatever. You get fifteen events. The first event is going to be explosive because they're going to they're going to want subscribers. Um, I wish the UFC did something that the WWE has done, and I rarely credit the WWE because um, you know I just I'm not a I'm, I'm, I'm I was a fan growing up. I was a hardcore kid growing up. I like watching these documentaries on fighters because I'm sorry wrestlers because they live a, a lot of them die young. And they live a crazy life, and you know that Andre the Giant documentary on HBO was fan fucking tastic, but. Few years ago now, I don't know how many years ago they did the thing where they were they are doing away with pay per views. You, if you want all our content and you want to watch us, you'll watch us on cable TV and you're going to watch us on the the app WWE Universe, whatever it's called, and that's ten bucks a month. Now, if you have over a million subscribers at ten bucks a month, that's ten million dollars a month, right? I'm not good at math. That's one hundred twenty dollars, one hundred twenty million dollars a year. They get all the pay per pay per view every month. They get for with that price and 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 what have you ufc launched their fight pass and you get some you get obviously the fight pass prelim cards and then there's exclusive events like in in china and in in different countries that you'll get they have access to hopefully espn i I see espnu not only being the ufc they're going to have events and and i know the future is cableless and and stuff like that i wonder how it's going to hurt ufc not being on cable how the Ultimate Fighter is going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be on ESPNU. There's a lot of hurdles that need to be ironed out, but um, but I don't see how a partnership between the UFC and ESPN, the biggest sports... I mean, listen, I might not love everybody at ESPN, but when I watch the NFL draft, I go to ESPN. When I'm laying in bed and at 2 in the morning and I can't go to sleep, I put on ESPN. I don't put on Fox. I don't put on, you know, NFL Network, really. I I watch ESPN. I think most people do. It's kind of one of those things, like, you know, we're the first ones in. And and I might not like the personalities on ESPN, but it's ESPN. You know, you know the channel. You go to it. And I don't see how that's a bad thing. So hot take it a week. Everyone can shove up their asses. UFC will be big time on ESPN. Um, I would like to see how they figure it out, maybe if they can put something on I don't know. I'm not a marketing guy, but you know, promote it on the actual cable network to plug it on the ESPNU, and and I don't know. So we'll see. I think there needs to be more content on uh, Fight Pass. I think there's gonna be more content. Use ESPNU for live events and for production value and for for uh, publicity and for ESPN to be aligned with you. But use that to promote your Fight Pass because if you get off cable, you're gonna need Fight Pass to to really be like the the, the the main thing here because I know tons of people who might miss uh, a WWE event on whatever Monday nights or whatever and they just catch it on the app or whatever you know that app's a big deal and I think they have more than a million subscribers I just threw that number out there I don't know how many numbers they have but uh, that's my hot take and my first news so ESPN partner with ESPN Plus or U or whatever the fuck it is starting next year and I think it's gonna be a big deal. And then uh, we'll talk about some fights that happened over the weekend. There was some MMA. Thank you for the the gentleman picked it out. My boy Ian McCall lost in nine seconds to a former UFC fighter, Horagochi, Horagachi. I'm pronouncing that wrong. He fought Demetrius Johnson. He lost. He went up to 135. And since he's moved up to 35, he has looked tremendous. He fought Ian McCall, which I was, I'm a big Ian McCall fan. I thought Ian McCall obviously – beat Demetrius, I think. I know it was ruled a draw, and then he ended up coming back and losing. But he was going through a divorce and whatnot, and, and he's a bit of a head case. 
But uh, he came out and was aggressive and was pushing the pace, and Horigachi just caught him with a huge left hook, put him down. Stoppage was questionable, in my opinion, but a nine-second loss from a guy who was, who was touted. Uh, you know, he had that crazy run in the UFC where he uh, couldn't get a fight, couldn't win a fight, you know, and then... Every day it was he was every fight it's either his opponent pulled out, he pulled out. I mean, it was it was really wild how he couldn't get in a fight in the OC and then they released him and uh end up in Risen, which I think is a really good landing spot for him. I think uh I think he, he could do well over there, but little misstep. You know, this is the second fight now over there where he's 0 2 in that. He fought in that little tournament and he got cut by the ropes or something like that. Something weird happened, and then now this he got put out in nine seconds and for Ian McCall, who's a, who's a veteran and a durable guy who doesn't get finished very easily, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And then um, some boxing news, Triple G dominated fucking whatever that guy's name is, the Armenian guy, I can't pronounce his last name, his, his, I mean, I would have bet, you know, I didn't know much about the guy when the Canelo-Triple G fight fell out. I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch it live. I'll catch it the next day. And um, when that guy stepped in, I didn't know much about him or anything. I just assumed Triple G was going to win. And I would have bet the house that Triple G would win. When I found out that Triple G's opponent was trained by Edmund Tavarian, then I would have bet everything. I would have I would have put up my dog. I would have put my car on everything that Triple G was going to finish him with under five. He ended up knocking him out in the second round. The first round was was exciting. Triple G gets hit a lot. I um I think he's thirty five, maybe thirty six. I just. I don't like how he gets hit so much, but he looked good. He's got tremendous power. I think that's his game. You hit me, I hit you. See who falls down first. Most of the time, the other guys falls down first. But uh, he looked good. I mean, he needs he needs to fight Charlo. He needs to fight Billy Joe Saunders. He needs to fight someone. Uh, I I don't want to wait on the Canelo rematch. Get one of those guys in there. Uh, Charlo just uh, had a crazy knockout, second round knockout as well, uh, two weeks ago, I believe. So get someone in there to the challenge this guy if Canelo's still eating that. Uh, that beef with the steroids in it or whatever bullshit excuse these Mexicans use. Um, I didn't use that term, these Mexicans as a, as a, uh, as a racist term. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is, is a Mexican and Brandon Moreno who fights in UFC is a Mexican. And they both use the, the excuse about the tainted beef. So that was a just pluralization. So easy, easy. And then the last thing, uh, Tony Bello looked amazing. He, this is a guy who, Handsome guy, smaller guy, shouldn't be fighting a guy in heavyweight, cruiser rate, whatever David Hay is. Um, has beat him twice now, looked really dominant, looked really crisp, really clean. This guy, Tony Bello, has talked about coming over the doing MMA for a little bit. He's an actor. He was in, um, I get, Adonis? Is that what it's called? Adonis? Yeah. Creed. What am I thinking? Adonis Creed. He was in Creed and he was like the, he was the guy in that, I believe. Um, he's talented. He's a talented guy. I like him a lot. I would love to see a, a talented guy like that come over to MMA. He's very respectful for MMA fighters. He knows that it's a different sport. And uh, yeah, so I don't. Really, I'm not a big David Hay fan. So David Hay might 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 need to uh, might need to hang the gloves up there, pal. That's two in a row against a smaller guy, and and you got outclassed in both of them. The first fight was a little closer, but Tony Bell is really sharp, really good, really underlooked. Uh, he wants to fight with Andre Ward. But I don't know if that's gonna happen. Uh, there's really no one in that weight class for him. He's you know, he's too too big to to go down the you know fifty four, and he's too small to go anywhere higher than than what he's at. So uh, he's in, in a tricky place. I think MMA would be a great place for him. 
It might have been the first time besides Floyd Mayweather we talked about boxing on the podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it says MMA takes, right? Not boxing takes. All combat sports. CombatSportsTakes.com doesn't have the best ring to it, and I believe it was taken. So MMA takes it is. So that's it. That's the news right there. That's the news, fools. Sorry I said that. So we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to pick UFC 224 this Saturday in Brazil. Mana Nunez versus Raquel Pennington. Um, I It's weird because, you know, the UFC has been off for two weeks. And then the one week was Fedor Mir, and then no MMA, excuse me, not Bellator UFC MMA. So you would think that, you know, they would come back with a fire card. And this card, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i really looking forward to one fight. And that's, I mean, and then the other fights, like, I could catch, but I, I, I you know, don't have to catch them type deal. But um, main event, Raquel Pennington versus Amanda Nunez. This is a no-brainer. Amanda Nunez is probably a huge favorite. I believe she's a minus 900. Minus 925. Raquel Pennington is a plus 625. Listen, I mean, if you throw money on Raquel, great. I just think Raquel's not a finisher. She's been around for a while. She's very good at what she does. She's very good at winning rounds. I think Amanda Nunez is, is extremely talented. I think the next fight for Amanda Nunez is probably Cyborg. If the USC was smart, which they are. Um... And I, I mean, this fight, I, I think you're just, this is, you know, Raquel Pennington has been out for a while. She had a crazy broken leg. Solid fighter, decent fighter. She's not great at everything. She's not, you know, she doesn't have much knockout power, but she's a good grappler and wins a lot of decisions. You know, no brainer. I, I would I'll absolutely avoid this fight because, well, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I would avoid betting Man and Nunez because you're not, I mean, I would say this would be a lock of the night, but obviously Vegas is betting us lock of the night. So, I wouldn't be upset to throw a few shekels on a plus 625. I mean, that's just insane. If I was in Vegas and I was, you know, partaking in some uh, adult beverages, I, I might throw a 50 spot on Raquel because you really don't know what's going to happen. It feels like Amanda Nunes hasn't fought in a while, and, and the last time she fought, I believe she fought. Uh, let's see. Let's look her up. I like doing this kind of live on the podcast instead of, like, having things because I don't write anything down. So it, it's nice to um, – it's nice to do this. Okay, so she she's coming off a of September 9th. She fought Valentino Shevlenko to a split decision. That fight was close. I I thought Amanda Nunes won. Raquel Pennington, tough as nails, is is not great at anything. I think Amanda Nunes is going to overwhelm her. I think. Uh, I mean, I would you could bet a stoppage. I think Raquel's tough enough to to maybe take a beating for five rounds. I don't think this is going to be ultra competitive. I think Amanda Nunes is going to show why she's the champ and elite and Raquel as talented as she is might not be ready for that. She's been around for a while. She's nine and six. Mm. So, if he is, so uh, throw a couple shekels. If you're in Vegas, if you're in Las Vegas right now, first off, congratulations. Second off, go to, I don't know, MGM, well, Mandalay Bay, I guess. I mean, you could go to any sports book. Really? I prefer MGM and put a 50 shekel on, uh, on Raquel. Why not? Right? Live dangerously. Could put more if you want. I don't advise it, but uh I think Man United is gonna steamroll. Now the fight that I'm most interested about that I'm super curious about is Jacare Souza versus Kelvin Gesslum. Kelvin Gesslum, 
I, I like Kelvin Gaston a lot. I think he's an incredibly talented fighter. I, I For years, I was like, this guy should not be fighting at 185. His chunky little ass should cut down to 70. And then I, I rewatched his, his, all his fights at 170 because he kind of made a comment about Tyron Woodley or whatever. He looks better at 85. I'm not like a per component of cutting weight. I think cutting weight is ridiculous. I think some guys, it's part of the sport. It's one of the most dangerous parts of the sport. I get it. I understand it. But if you are competitive at a higher weight where you don't need to cut much weight, why not do that? You know, if, I mean, Kelvin Gassum, the only fight I remember watching at 185 where I felt like he was too small was Chris Wyman. Chris Wyman's a big 85er, big, strong. And uh, Kelvin looked really good in that first round, but then Chris kind of, Kelvin got a little tired and Chris kind of put it on him and, and, and put that strength and that weight on him. Uh, but interesting guy in Kelvin Gaston coming off one of the best knockouts over Michael Bisming. Brutal fucking knockout. All accounts, a great guy. A lot of people like him in this sport. I mean, his work ethic could be questioned because he he, he doesn't seem to be able to get that weight cut right uh, when he was at 70. So, and, and he did get tired against Wyman. You got Sosa, Jacare, who is such a hard guy to pick because he's chinny. So sometimes he'll come out and he'll look like an absolute fucking monster, the jo- the alligator. You know that's what uh, that's his little nickname there. Jacare means uh, gator in Portuguese. You're welcome. I was you heard me talk about this on the podcast. I thought Derek Brunson was gonna beat him, you know, and Sosa came out in round one and knocked him out again the second time and looked patient and looked calm and looked great. His loss before that, his fight before that, I'm sorry, was a loss to Robert Whitaker, the champion. Which he looked good too. He looked tough. He, he took some shots. Um, I think Jacare is going to have a hard time with Kelvin because Kelvin is built a little bit like a Robert Whitaker. He's you know Robert Whitaker fought at one seventy. You know Stephen Wonderboy Thompson knocked Robert Whitaker out. Kelvin Gesslum is built like Robert Whitaker. I think he's faster than Jacare, and I think he's got crazy power. He's a good wrestler. I think this fight goes later in the fight. I think it benefits Jacare because. No one can hang with Jacare on the ground besides like maybe Damian Maya and, and Damian Maya would would be a fun fight to watch. I would like to watch that fight. But even then, Jacare is such a physical specimen. I, I would pick him over in an MMA fight over Damian Maya on the ground. However, the line is is really close than I thought. Kelvin's an underdog at a plus one twenty five. That's a nice kickback for that. He's ranked number five. I really like Kelvin in this fight. I don't know why. Maybe everything I just explained. However, go Kelvin. I would bet whatever you got on Kelvin. Maybe not whatever you got because this is this is is a borderline pick'em fight. But uh, uh, is a favorite for a reason. I feel like this line is going to move. I think you should wait the bet till after the weigh-in um, tomorrow morning, or was that? I'm sorry. Yeah, tomorrow morning. See how Kevin Kelvin weighs in because you never know. Um, Jacare is a big 85, so I know he cuts weight, but he's never missed weight, so. Wait, maybe wait till tomorrow to place your bets, but I do like Kelvin in that fight. I like the underdog. Next up, I mean, you got Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Cooper. I'm not going to be exhaustive in this fight. Mackenzie Dern is the next big thing. She looked okay in her debut. Amanda Cooper, very easy on the eyes. One of my favorite uh, female uh, fighters to look at. However, she's not the most talented, in my opinion. I don't know if she's UFC ready. She's four and three, so she's very young. She has plenty of time to come back. I think she might need to go to Invicta for a little bit. Mackenzie Dern by submission, uh, no-brainer. I'm sure this line's crazy. Let me look at the line. Uh, I mean, Mackenzie Dern's only a minus 265 favorite. 
I if you want to bet this fight, go ahead. I mean, this is might be my lock in the night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste your time or my time talking about uh this fight. Mackenzie Dern by submission. Next up, you got John Lineker versus Brian Kellenher. This is an interesting fight. Brian Kellenher is an interesting guy. Um, you know, he raps, he's Arahawan, he's like favorite rapper or whatever the fuck. Very good fighter, very talented. He impressed me in the Hen and Burrell fight. He, he's got these like tweaks to his game. It's very smooth on his feet. He moves really well. Hen and Burrell is kind of more of a plant your feet, swing with my long arms type of guy. So he, killing her kind of pick him apart. John Lineker is similar to that, but I think John Lineker moves a lot better than most people think. Kellen Her is not ranked. He wants to be ranked. John Lineker is currently ranked number six. I let me check the line. I believe this is okay. Yeah, so Kellen Her is a big underdog. I got plus two hundred five. Listen, I don't hate Kellen Her in this because I think he moves well, and I and I don't think he's the easiest person to hit. Obviously, this fight's going to decision. I don't see anyone stopping this fight. I think Kellen Her is going to be able to take Lineker's shots. Lineker has proven to have a chin from fucking hell. So uh, this is a tough fight. This is a really tough fight. This is my unlock in the night because I don't really know yet. I should have maybe become a little bit more prepared before I pick this fight. But since I'm a crazy underdog, loving son of a bitch, Brian Kellner at plus 205 or 203. Let me see. 203. Let me get that right. Plus 203. Eh, it's, it's nice. I mean, if you want, if you want to get crazy, Throw 50 parlay on Pennington and, and Cullen Her. You never know. You never know. Lineker is a very, very talented guy, but he headhunts a lot and he picks up the fight late. You know, he's won a couple five round fights because he's picked it up late. He's coming off a win over Marlon Vera where he looked pretty good. Marlon Vera, I believe, beat Brian Cullen Her uh, by submission. So if you believe in MMA math, don't do it. But Cullen Her, after his Hen and Brow fight where he moved so well, um, I can't, I, I think he can do that again. And if this fight was a little closer on the lines, I'd say Lineker cause I, I cause I'm favoring Lineker, but with a plus two or three turnaround on Kellen, who, who is a very solid fighter, who's a fighter on the rise. I don't see where you can go wrong with that. Next up, you got the two old guys, the two, uh, legendary Brazilians. You got Vitor Belfort versus Lito Machida. This is a fight. I'm going to stamp this fight. Big who cares? I mean, what, what are they going to gain out of it? Machida looked okay against Anders. Anders is very new to the sport, so I think Machida out-savvied him. A lot of people picked Anders to win that fight. Machida won me a lot of money that night, so I can't bet against the Dragon. Vitor Belfort has looked absolutely terrible in his past few fights. He beat Nate Marquardt by decision. His last fight was supposed to be his retirement fight, but it wasn't. This one's supposed to be, but he said he's not retiring, but he's just not going to fight again. Uh, Vitor Belfort's a weird guy. I don't understand what's going on with that. Um, Vitor Belfort, Brazilian legend. I would like to see him go down top, go out on top. I just think Leoto's going to be too smart for him. I mean, Leoto's been in shape, man. Leoto looked great against Derek Brunson, just got caught. He was in shape against Eric Anders, just slowed down just a little bit. I think this might be a little too hard, uh, too hard of a fight for him. I think Leoto's going to win this. I think he'll win by decision. I think there'll be a moment where Vitor catches him and Leoto goes down, but he'll recover. So that's the main card. Not the uh, strongest of a card, I don't think. I don't know if I'm going to pick the whole card for you. I might write an article on the prelims. Uh, always check MMA takes. I've been. Uh, I, I posted a 
a blog uh, Monday. I wrote two blogs on Monday. The, the idea is to write more and post more in there. Um, a lot of people don't maybe want to hear my beautiful, smooth voice all the time. They would prefer to read something, which I completely agree with because, I mean, I, I have a website. So I wrote about how the podcast is my main chick and the um, website's my side chick because e- it's easier for me to sit here and talk about this and and uh, it's easier to talk. There's no spell checking when you talk. You know, I might mispronounce something, but probably not. Uh, but yeah, go and MMA takes. I might write a follow up on the prelims. I'm not blown away by anything. Uh, the Alexi Olenek fight versus Junior Albini, uh, Diaper Boy Albini. Please go read that article I wrote on those. Those guys. I mean, this fight is just. I mean, it's a character. I mean, Junior Albini looks like he has a baby face. I mean, his nickname's Baby, and he literally wore a diaper his last fight against Andre Olowski. So that might, that might be worth a read. Plug, 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 plug. But yeah, I'm not blown away by anything on the undercard. I will, however, out of respect to my good friend Chris Curtis. I have never met this gentleman, but I know Chris Curtis is in Brazil. Um, he's going to corner Sean Strickland, who is a teammate of his, who is a very, very, very talented fighter. He's one of those guys he's like really hard to look good against, right? He's fighting Alazu, Alazu Zaziki Dos Santos. ZDZ, ZDS is what he should go by. A lot of Dos Santos in, uh, in Brazil. That must be like Smith or something over there. I mean, there's a lot of Silvas, but Dos Santos, there's a lot of those too. Uh, Smith or Jones or whatever. This guy has looked really good in the UFC. I don't think a lot of people are talking about him enough. He has one loss in the UFC, and that was a Nicholas Darby, who he lost by split decision, who he pretty much beats everybody. He's got, out of his five fights in the UFC, he's got three fight of the nights. That's crazy. He, I know his most recent fight, I remember watching it, it was against Max Griffin. He dropped Max Griffin like 10 times. Max Griffin, super tough. His other fight was Lyman Good, who I think is uh, is very similar to Sean Strickland. He won a split decision on that. Lyman Good's a uh, decent striker. I think Sean's a better striker and, and longer and built different, but I think the the pressure and the grappling, and, and, and Sean can do anything. Sean's got a great record. He's 19-2-1. His last fight, I believe, was it his last fight? Two fights ago, he fought Kamar Usman, lost a decision. Kamar Usman won the best in, at one seventy. There is, and then he he has a decision win over Court McGee, which is a, another tough out. Listen, uh, let me see the odds in this fight. I believe Strickland's going to be the under. I, I would imagine. Right, Where's he at, Brian? Yeah. So Strickland's a plus uh, one eleven under. No biasy because again, I don't know Sean, and I know he trains with Chris, and I love Chris, and Chris is courting him, and I don't think Chris would. You know, we've never had an open conversation about this, but I think Dos Santos is is dangerous. I think he has power. I think he 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 has a good pace. I think he's sharp, but I don't think he's like the best finisher. I think he's very flashy, but he's he's I don't think he he has like this craziest knockout pie in the world. I mean, he's got sixty seven percent of his wins are from knockout, but that doesn't count because a lot of them haven't been in the UFC. I mean, how many finishes do you have in the UFC? So he's got one finish in the UFC, and it was against Oman Akhmedov, who, again, is in uh, Amari Akhmedov. Yeah, that's Amari. Who isn't, like, you know, the biggest, um, he's like the world beater. He's not, like, the champion of the world. Long, long story short, I'm going to go Strickland. No biasy. I think Strickland can make this fight ugly. I don't think he's going to get put away by Dos Anjos because I don't think he has tremendous amount of power. I think if Sean stays long... 
I think he be whoa, yeah, okay. Never mind. I was gonna say the the reach. I was reading the reach. Anyway, I think if Sean stays long and picks his spots on when to strike and when to grapple, I think he I think he can win it really. It's gonna be a close fight. It's gonna be a split decision. It's gonna be a maybe a unanimous decision. Could go either way. I like Sean. I like the unders. I've been picking all unders today. What is with me, man? Hopefully I'm right so I win some money. That's what happens to me is I is the UFC won't happen for a week or whatever, and I don't bet anything else. I'm I'm not a that big of a degenerate uh, gambler, so I don't bet. I'm sorry, I don't bet hockey, I don't bet baseball, I don't bet uh, basketball. So when the UFC is or MMA in general is gone for a while, it's nice that when it comes back, I'm I'm all geeked up to start winning some money again. Um, I picked a lot of unders. I picked a couple favorites. Hopefully you uh, take the advice and you roll with it. Hopefully you win some money and then you can Venmo me the money and say, hey, thank you for being so smart and, and handsome and everything. All right. So like every show, we end it with a top five. And what more fitting way to end it with the UFC being in Brazil and then naming the top five Brazilian fighters of all time. And this is, uh, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Brazil has a rich history in uh, in fighters being tremendous. And I know a lot of people might be offended by this list. My people agree, disagree with it. Good, that's great. Write a letter and, and mail it to me. Uh, number five, Vitor Belfort. Listen, this was going to be Vitor Vandalay. Vandalay, it it, it, they're both legends in their own right. Vitor had a real rough spell in his career. He was up and down. Vandalay, same way. I they both been on steroids. I know Vanderlei hasn't been caught as many times as Vitor, but they both in their prime were on steroids. So you got to factor in that. The only thing I factor in more is that Vitor has won a belt in the UFC. I mean, he won. I know it's kind of a bullshit belt, but he won it. So uh, and I like Vitor better. You know, I I think he's uh, was a more talented guy. Even though Vanderlei had a great story, and everyone fell in love with him when he was over on Pride, but um, didn't really do much for me in the UFC. Had some exciting fights. A very exciting fighter, but. Top Brazilians all times. He's look. He's looking on the outside. Number four, big knock, easy peasy. This guy is tremendous. He won a belt in Pride. Won a belt in UFC. One of the all time great heavyweights of all time. Submission artist. Exciting guy. I mean, the only reason he's not fighting is because he just he took too much punishment, too much damage. Used to have an incredible chin. I mean, go back and watch his Fedor fights where Fedor is leaping in with punches and. Bouncing his head off the mat and nogs right there. Still trying to throw up a triangle. Still trying to throw up uh, an arm bar, what, what have you. Uh, I like Nog a lot. I was a fan of Nog. Um, but, you know, the hips and 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 just everything went out. And then, you know, it is what it was. You know, age got him. Uh, number three, Jose Aldo. I mean, the guys, I mean, he's... Uh, uh, what, what can you say about him? He's done everything, right? I mean, one of the best 145ers in the world. He wants to go do boxing now. He's one of the most dominant. I know he's, his career's not over, but he cemented himself in the top five, in my opinion. I don't really think, like, you can put a couple other people here. You can argue someone here, but it's easily Jose Aldo, um, without a doubt. He has to be top five. I have him at number three because of just his legacy of how many, how many defenses he had and how, many, how feared he was. I love that. Number two... It's a tie. I couldn't pick between them. If I had to pick, I'd probably go Hoist because I was more of a UFC guy than a Pride guy. Um, but Hoist, Hickson, they're pioneers. They start this whole thing. They're both Brazilian. I don't understand how you couldn't have them on your list. Um, uh, Hoist is a, is a trailblazer for what he did. A lot of people reference Hoist more. A lot of people think Hickson was better. 
I don't know. I think they both did what they did in 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 an earlier time, and it was amazing. What they did was uh, they changed the sport forever, and um, opened the eyes to jujitsu, and that's awesome. And uh, yeah, they're not woman number one because number one's a no brainer, and that's Anderson Silva. I mean, what can we say about Anderson Silva? The guy has done everything in MMA. Uh, listen, I was a huge Rich Franklin fan. Rich Franklin taught at my high school. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Couldn't have been more of a fan of the guy. A buddy of mine got tickets to go see. Well, first off, we, we went over to our buddy's house to watch UFC 64. And that was, uh, that was Franklin Silva the first time. Silva got a title shot right after destroying Lieben. And we were so confident. We're like, dude, there's no way. I mean, Silva's good, but he's as good as Rich. And then watching him ragdoll Rich in a clinch, and Rich looked like he's never been in a clinch before. Like, he didn't know how to get out and just get knee to shit. And, I mean, that was one the, that was a really hard night for me. And even harder night is when they rematched in Cincinnati, and I was in attendance and uh, basically did the same thing, just did it a little bit longer, dropped Rich horribly at the end of the first round. Rich went back to his corner and didn't know where he's at. Came out the second round, and, and that was it. Fucked up his nose again. One of the worst nose I've ever seen from the first fight. And then obviously went on, and after he won the title, went on and defended it several times. And it is the great, one of the greatest of, of all time. I mean, you can cement him as the greatest of all time. I know he's in his 40s, and he still wants to fight. You, you, can, you can make the argument that you know he's been busted steroids a few times, and he could have been doing that his whole career. I, however, don't think he is. I think he... I think he started doing that once he broke his leg. I think breaking his leg was was the worst thing for him. I think he freaked out. I think I think he doesn't like being not the man anymore and, and losing the spotlight. So how do you get the spotlight back? How do you become the man again? Well, you got to start winning some fights. How do you win some fights when you're 38 years old with a broken leg? Well, you, you maybe take some steroids, some vitamins. And uh, that's how I feel it went down. I, I don't think he can tarnish his whole legacy of what he did, because I thought what he did was absolutely incredible. And it's weird, because he didn't look like a guy that would take steroids. He was a little skinny, string bean kind of guy. But, you know, whatever. I, everyone has their own opinion about it. That's my opinion about it. That's my list. If you disagree with me, email me. Tell me you disagree with me. I'll email you back and tell you how wrong you are. That's it. That's episode 18. We did it. We got through a lot. I started off with some weird story that was very vague that no one's probably going to understand, um, unless you're listening to this. And you know me, you might understand or you might know what's going on. But um, yeah, so go to MMATakes.com. Always follow me on all the social media stuff. I know I have that little thing at the end of the episode that tells you all this stuff. But uh, I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy talking to you. So uh, yep, so no more no episodes this week. I am going on vacation in two weeks. So I think I'm going to have to maybe start backloading some of these episodes, start recording in advance. This is episode 18, episode 20. There'll be two episodes next week. Austin will be on episode 20. I told you, every zero episode, I'm getting the guy. We'll talk about just random bullshit again, but I will have one next week as well about the follow-up of UFC 224, and we'll talk about all the other stuff coming up in May. So you have your, uh, uh, who, what would you, who's your what's, uh, what you rather have? You got uh, one with Austin where we'll talk about dicks and chicks, and then you got one where it's just strictly MMA. So that's it. I'll see you. Ah, nuts. The podcast is over. But that's all right, because you can hit the subscribe button and get a notification every time I post a new podcast. And while you're over there, you can rate and review us as well. If you need more content, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MMA Takes. And don't forget to go to MMATakes.com for all your MMA needs.